The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Welcome Terry. to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terry, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger inside the OAA, one of the host between two minutes of the radio television. I'd like to welcome our friends hearing us on a local voice on SoundCloud, also watching us on Orient Neighborhood Television. Of course, um, got Ian Locke back this week I'm, after a... Yeah, I'm back. You're back. Yeah, you know? running around, a lot of work going on here at ONTV. Spring has sprung, right? It has, and of course, the first part of spring sports are underway. Uh, it's shocking. All of a sudden, boom, the, the script has flipped. It's like it's a little sunny snow outside. now, it's sunny, and there's some green yeah. grass coming out. Green grass? Yeah, there's green grass Where'd now. Where'd you see that? Uh, look at look at outside our studio <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, recapping the basketball, recapping girls' basketball season. Um, Southfield Arson Techs. Um, Would you say the season ended in a whimper? Or ended in a disaster. If you're disaster. Southfield Arson Tech, yes, that was a complete disaster against Saginaw Heritage. Um, in the state final. Um, we also got to talk. We got breaking news from the Lake Orion boys basketball, Lake Orion Avenue boys basketball teams, and of course. We got a little bit of a track lacrosse preview to talk about. Cool. Um, let's go to our um, let's go to our main story, of course, which is the um, recap of the girls' basketball season, and of course, Southfield Arson Tech's um, painful loss to um, Saginaw Heritage. Um, that yeah. was fifty-five to forty. Yeah, I was. I came across it late. Um, after it was over, I think I tuned into the D four game. Mm-hmm. I think it was either D four or D three game. Well, D four goes first, then it's D one. Okay, so it was then D three, then D two. It was the D three game that was wrapping up, mm-hmm. and um, there were some close games. You know, I think on that side of the ball or that side of the bracket, but then I saw the results, and I just kind of took my breath away about uh, Southfield A and T. You know, but the game, but the first I time didn't see these the two game. teams, the first time these two teams played, I saw the game. Um, the first time these two teams played in December, this lane ever prep. Um, the the Warriors lost to Saginaw Heritage 45-43. Um now we know we knew coming in the game what Saginaw Heritage had. Yes. And Mariah Joyner, Shrine Strickland Gills, um, um Mallory McCartney. Um but um and of course um and of course um but we didn't expect I didn't expect in the scouting report that I got was Keanu Champion going off in that game against Southfield Arts and Tech. Yeah. Now, I thought Saginaw Heritage took advantage of some things. What really bothered me about that game was Southfield Arts and Tech's inability to defend the three. That was that really bothered. Yeah, they me. killed him from outside. They killed him from outside, and then, and then once Southfield Arts and Tech was forced to defend from the outside, then trying Trickling Gills got going. Yeah. What bothered me in that game was Alexis Johnson getting into foul trouble early. That was your game right there. It happens. And I said last week that if Alexis Johnson gets into foul trouble, this team has problems. They got no bench, yeah. and it showed. Yeah. Now, luckily for them, Saginaw Heritage only also went six deep. But for me, it tells me that this team really relied a lot on their starters. When you look at, of course, yeah, Keanu Willis, he had um. So Barnes, who Barnes was carrying him early. I mm. mean, she had out of the ten first quarter points, she had eight of them. Whoa! Um, Cheyenne McEvans, Alexis Johnson, Jasmine Worthy. 
Um, I, those were the starting five. I thought in that game, um, once Alexis Johnson got into foul trouble, this team was done. They were done. Yeah. And but it's also, you can say it's game planning by the other side, right? Well, they, Heritage they, did if, not go to a 2-3 zone. They never went to a 2-3 zone until this game. Well, there you go. You threw something at them that you're not expecting. And in to, you don't just throw a zone at them. No. Obviously, they've been prepping for this and going, hey, when are we going to release this? When are we going to do it? Who, how How is this impact the the competition that we're going to be uh, playing against? They took away Southfield's Arson Tech's dri- ability to dribble drive. Yeah. Um, Basically forcing a shooting team, which Southfield Arts and Tech was not coming in. Great game plan. It was a great game plan. Uh, the coach of uh, Saginaw. Bonnie DeLong. Yeah. yeah. Bonnie DeLong. I Props. Mean, you got to gotta... give them, because that's a game plan. And then to say, hey, we're going to take it to them outsides. Who's going to step up? Yeah, yeah. Mariah and, Joyner's a Michigan State commit. And goes she off. goes off. So it's it's one of those things. If that Think of it. The game plan is this. If the, if the outside shooting's not there, then what? But it was there. So under, you know, tough uh, conditions, any championship game is a stressful situation. I don't care what level you're at, right? It really is. You're excited to be there. You're ready to go. You got a game plan. You roll it out. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I also think that was another difference was the experience factor. Saginaw Heritage went into, was in the state final last year. Knocked off East Lansing. Um, Yeah. And South and Arson Tech, they weren't, they, they haven't been here before in a long time. They were in a final four. So he got a, a little nerves ago, going, so right? Kind of got a little nerves going there, but still, you know. Did they meet up early in the regular season? I mentioned it. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's Lane Ever Prep. Yep. Okay. That was their only loss coming into that game. So, yeah, I mean, but, it, it, and when, and knowing what they are and having the uh, you know the team from Saginaw prepping the way they do, making adjustments from the first time they met, right? But when you look at this game, I thought, you know, Southfield had all the motivation. Everything. Well, I'm sure. Everything. But so you was know, the other team. I mean, Heritage <laughs> thought that they were the underdog coming in this one. Because they, really? Southfield, Arson Tech was number one in the state. Um, you know, they had the, um, you know, Heritage had, had some very tough losses. Of course, that tough loss to Midland Dow early in the year. Okay. Um, they ended up avenging that one. Um. I thought personally, when you really look at what happened that game, um, that I didn't think, I thought, I didn't think South and A&T was ready for that zone. I really didn't think they were ready for that zone. And then all of a sudden, you have Mariah Joyner shooting threes on you. Yeah. And then. And if they're dropping. And if they're dropping, you know what I mean? And a lot of those, some of them were not contested shots. And I was, I was shocked at. You know, another thing that was shocking was they shut Alexis Johnson down, forced her to get frustrated, forced her into make into getting some bad fouls against yep. her, and that's your ball game right there. But game I think, plan in But man. I think what was disappointing to me was Southfield Arson Tech's inability to use their bench. That's what bothers me with this team. You know, considering that yeah, you got five very talented players, but as I mentioned last week. And two weeks ago, you got to use your bench. Your yeah. bench is going to be the one that has to carry you. You know, in games where, okay, your starters are struggling, you know, I know you have two D1 players on that yeah. team. And um, 
Johnson and uh, and um Johnson and um Soto Barnes, but there's going to be games where you're going to need someone to come off that bench, and nobody really produced on that bench for South yeah. and T this year. Yeah. But that's the makeup of your team. That's what you have. You try to develop your bench, but if you have players like Southfield, A&T, that are so head and shoulders above what you got running on the bench, you got to kind of run with it. You got to run with it, yes. Right? I mean, what do you do? But I think, I don't be honest with you, I think Michelle Marshall could have could have game planned this a little bit better. I think so. Um, and I, and I'll t- because there has to be a time in a game where you have to use your bench a little bit more. You know, where you can go at least maybe seven, eight, nine deep. And I think that falls on the stability of the program there. Mm. And, yeah, you're relying on transfers. I get that. You have, of course, Keanu Wills with the Detroit Renaissance transfer. You have you have um, Soto Barnes this year, transferred in from Ohio. You have Jasmine yeah, Worthy, yeah. transferred in from Groves. I mean, you're relying on transfers to basically carry your team, and there is a double-edged sword to that. Yes. There really is. And but, but I also think I, – I agree with you, Sammy, on that. Because if you're pulling from elsewhere and you're not developing the local – like you were talking in you know Clarkson a while back. You go, they're developing local guys, you know, mainly – started developing your local guys again. Yes. And, you know, for years it's, it's helped them out, right? Because they know the system, they come up. It's kind of like here in Lake Orion, the football guys, it's like middle school, you're playing the same system that's happening at the high school mm-hmm. level, right? It's, and I know a lot of school districts do that. You go, but you're right. If you don't have that bench and if you're just doing this, it's, it's almost like a one-and-done situation. You got that's guys coming in and then, you know. That's what it is. And that's something that um, really – bothered me in that game was the inability of Salford Arson Tech to go to their bench. Yeah. Um, so now this leaves another question. Does Michelle Marshall come back next year to coach his team? Why not? Considering that. How many is she losing? She loses two. She loses. She got three. She loses Lexus Johnson. She loses Soda Barnes. Yeah. She does return Jasmine Worthy. She does have. um. Chaya McEvans, and, of course, she has Keanu Willis back. So that's three or five starters back. But the question still becomes, who's going to be – who's your bench production? Who is your um, – and a lot of people thought last year would have been Marshall's last year. But oh, now really? – and then she came back this year. So now this opens up another a new set of questions. Mm. Does she come back? And I know at her press conference, she didn't even address her future. She hasn't even addressed her future yet. Yeah. But – if everything points out, you know, if Southfield, if they do lose Michelle Marshall, I think there's a couple candidates on that bench that could be really good candidates. Go in I know, house. Yeah, you got to go in house with that with that situation because I think that that program is better off with somebody in house than it is out house. So outside the house. So yeah, yeah. I think when you look at Marshall's got a decision to make here. And the question's going to be is, does she have enough in her tank to come back after a loss like this? Considering yeah. next year, you're, you've got a pretty decent team coming back. You're probably going to be the top team in the OA next year in girls yeah. basketball again. But I think the competition's going to really increase for them. Considering you got Wes Bloomfield, 
who's going to be yeah, who yeah. Has basically everybody back knocking on the yeah. door. And and what do they have coming in from the junior ranks, you know, uh, to fill in the void? Do well, they have anybody? here's the problem with Southfield's arts and tech sub-varsity program. Here's the problem. They have not been very good, neither. You know, which, which when I look at the decision that Southfield made to hire Marshall over Jamie Glintz, you kind of had a feeling their sub-varsities were going to have an issue. Mm. Um, but under Marshall, Southfield Arts and Tech has really blossomed in the varsity level. You know, he went to two Final Fours, um, yeah. state championship appearance. Um, so, it, you know, we're, but we're until dwelling, you develop the program, yeah. you ain't going to go anywhere. Yeah, and we're kind of dragging on the uh, the bummer that they didn't take the title. Yeah. But what a year. What a year they had. Mm-hmm. Fantastic They played a ridiculously year. tough non-conference. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, they did everything you've asked them to do yeah. or of any other team. You know, we, we've seen uh, uh, teams do the cupcake schedule. And where did it get them? Where did it get them? No, nowhere. Yeah. Right? And look at this team like Southfield. They have played a murderer's, murderer's row. row. And, and you know what happened. I mean, they proved themselves. They were conditioning themselves to a first state title run, which they did. And their and, big win in the semifinal against Muskegon, that was really Yeah, sure that. Them, what yeah. was the score on that 54 one? 54-50. That was Close. But that was a game almost south who gave that one away. They had a really good start, and then all of a sudden it's like um, they had a really great start, and then all of a sudden it's like, here comes Muskegon, here comes Muskegon. They're going to yeah. test that depth. Yeah. But, but so I was ma- thinking in that game, I'm saying to myself, oh, boy, here <laughs> comes. They're going to test the depth. Yeah. But, so, but that's, but that's the, the nature of the game. It you is. know, in that fine if you look at that final game, you have two quality coaches game plan against one mm-hmm. another who've met each other already in the regular season. Yep. And know the tendencies, know the scouting report, know exactly the positives, negatives of both teams. Believe me, both coaches knew what they were getting into going to that finals. Oh, they knew. And the wrinkle going to zone. Yeah, and I then, think that's a great. You know, and then he had another play, an unexpected player, and Keanu Campion has stepped up her game. Nuts. Yes. So, but that happens. We see it at all levels, right? I mean, we're the NCAA tournament's rolling right now. You got guys that all of a sudden, you know, guy tr- drops nine on you that usually averages two a game. You know, you see that. Just it's all in how the individuals react to the situation, and if they feel going in that they have a great game plan, then you can relax a little bit and just start chucking the ball. And you make one, you're going to make another one. It happens. Yep. I mean, it happens. I mean, hey. you know. So now when you look at when we look at, of course, we answer DM. Do you think Michelle Marshall comes back next year? I think so. Why not? You know, why Why bail? Unless you have another opportunity that's just too good to uh, turn down. Come back. Why not? I think that would be a good idea for her to come back. Maybe go one more year out. I think go one more year. I think that would be a really good, um, you know, you still got Shine McEvans back. You have Jasmine Worthy. Yeah. You're going to have Keanu Willis. I think that, that unless there's stuff behind the scenes you don't know about, and it's just kind of driving you nuts. Well, that's the thing, and because we know that can happen. We know that can happen. <laughs> obviously, I mean, we know that can happen. Um, let's go to the state of the girls' basketball teams finishing the year, finishing the um girls' side of things. And sure. what teams are you looking at next year? Um, when you look at um the season that this the whole league has had um you know of course the um red division champion this year was um south a and t um the white champion 
was West Bloomfield, and the blue champions were um, were Rochester and Berkeley. I think a lot of questions do linger heading into next year. And some teams are moving. Yeah. Well, Hazel Park is the only team that's going out. But uh, anybody moving up uh, divisions? Well, are we, do we have a projection on that yet? I do have a projection. Because that really changes the scope, too. We've seen that. As mentioned, I said last moving week, up, I said West Bloomfield would go up the red. I really think West Bloomfield would go in the red. Um, in the white division, I, I it's going to be tough. You know what I mean? But um, but the question is going to be, is does Rochester and Berkeley have enough talent to make the move to stay? Because this is a whole complicated mess here because now with Hazel Park departing, you yeah. know, I think personally, I think the league's going to stay put. You think so? I think the white will stay. Because now will you're stay like put. have to move yeah. somebody. Moves. You, uh, there's an equal move now, right? Well, right, yeah. So if I one think, goes up, some of these got to yeah, come down. Somebody's got to come down. I think the team that's going to go down is North Farmington. Um, and the team and the white's going to go down. And the blue is going to be Farmington. I right. think that's going to happen. So how many teams now total? It's going to be there's 21 teams, so I think it's going to be some, some, some format. All right. And when I look at when I look at projecting the divisions next year, um. I'm seeing a division where the White's going to be really, really competitive next year. Really competitive. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me next year. The White division has, has at least, all those teams has at least 10 wins next year. Whoa. That's how bold I am. With wow. That. It would not surprise me because you looking at the quality of those teams next year, it really wouldn't surprise me. Now, a lot of those teams got some questions. Um. As mentioned, of course, if you want to look at my basketball storylines book, um, it's up there on the blog at Sammy Semicolon Yeah, check it out, you guys. Yep. A lot um, of good info on that. And then you gotta look at, of course, the red. I think West Bloomfield's gonna really make a serious hold at South at AT next year. I really do. Ooh. Because look at who West Bloomfield's got back. You got Maya Bobo. You got Lo you got um Logan Lewis. You got Lola Chambers, you got Jemiah Elam. I mean, pretty much everybody's pretty back. Pretty much everybody's back except for Jada Grady. Um, I like where Burt Mosley's got this team at. The only issue that I have with West Bloomfield is their non-conference. They, I know, yeah, they played Wall Lake Western early in the year, but I think they got to play more tough teams. I really do, and it showed in their loss to Heartland mm. um, that the um, that different styles of play you're going to have to adapt and. West Bluefield right now kind of knows one style, and that's the run-and-gun approach. But when you're playing a team that has a lot of bigs like Heartland does, and, um, and especially when you're going up against a 6-4 player like Whitney Solemn, I mean, like, six four. that's going to be really wow. tough. You know oh, I mean? yeah. That's going to be really tough. And I think for Burt Mosey, I think play tough, play tough for teams. I think if you play, um, you play Waldeck Western again, I think if you play Heartland again, uh, I think if you play Heartland, maybe because they're playing them. Um, also, um, you know, play tougher, play tough teams. You think any, uh, coaching changes besides, uh, potentially, uh, A&T, you know, do you see any, uh, I haven't any heard rumors, anything. any rumblings? I haven't heard, I mean, I have heard, I haven't heard any rumblings, but, um, but, um, there's a lot of uncertainty over at Rochester to what I've been hearing. Um, we don't know the, um, status of Jeff Haney yet, but mm. we will keep an eye on that. Um. Also, um, because that affects everything too. I well, mean, yeah, it does affect everything, especially when you have a coaching change. Um, when you're going through a lot. Um, another one we're keeping an eye on could be Ferndale. I know Ferndale had a first year coach there. Um, but we don't know where the status of that's going to be heading. 
Um, so that's a big question mm-hmm. there. Um, to keep an eye on. So a lot of rumble, a lot of rumors going around. Um, surrounding the girls' basketball situations and all that. But it'll be very interesting to see what happens with the um, with the girls' basketball. Well, no, situation. I mean, let's see. When does that usually kick around? Uh, July. Yeah, usually around. Well, the yeah, MHA June. districts will be released in June. We will have a full. Yeah. preview on that and the coaches if you're gonna some kind of hang on until the end of the school year then you find out what's going but on but then you got to know your summer league programs you got to right. put that in um i think there's a lot of teams that have great storylines heading into the off season i think there's going to be very interesting i'm curious to see what happens at royal oak of course the departures of jessica adams samantha potter um naya conley i mean like you know, and that next crop of Ravens there. I think that's a team I'm watching very carefully. Um, the whole white's going to be a storyline for yeah, yeah. sure. The whole white. If you look at if, all those If it teams, comes out to be the way you're saying, I'm, the whole, I, I want to start this yeah. season today. Yeah, the whole white's <laughs> going to be a storyline. I want to see that season start you know, today. Yeah, that. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> and then, of course, on the blue side of things, if it's true, um, I'm watching Seaholm very carefully. I'm seeing how they adapt to Chris Manchester's second season there. Um also, I'm watching Berkeley, and I think that's a team. You know, a lot of people will ask me about Berkeley. Why did you bash Berkeley all year? Why did you attack them all year? Despite the fact that the team won 16 games, um, I want to see how Berkeley does against a very tough non-conference schedule. Mm. I would like to see them play tough, and I think they cap. I think they're more than capable of scheduling a non. Aren't you supposed to be wearing a shirt or something? Yeah, I don't have it yet. They haven't. <laughs> Berkeley hasn't sent it to thirteen forty nine. Johnson Jaslyn Road, Owen TV, care of Sammy Terramina. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if that showed up. Oh man! Oh, that would be. We really... we call the local newspaper. We do a special on that one. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's hilarious. How would that be hilarious, I go, Sam? I you know, knowing you for as long as I have, it's I haven't heard you be humbled like that in a long, long, long time. I am humble. I'm a humble individual. Well, I, know, I know, but maybe the humble is the wrong word. But uh, the the way you were going about it, and then I'll send, I say, a little bowl of crow. Look, I'm but... telling facts from facts here. I'm telling facts from facts here. Know. You know, when you look at when you look at the um, when you look at teams this season, of course. I, I know, I know, but it's just so funny. It is. I mean, like, but but I'm still saying. Berkeley's got an incoming freshman who's going to be very good next year. Okay. They got another freshman who's going to be a sophomore who's very good. But as mentioned, program strength, big question for them. Yes. Um, But I'm also curious to see the rest of the league, how they do. So we shall see what happens going mm-hmm. forward in the girls' basketball docket. And, and putting a, mm-hmm. a a bow on the season. It's Putting it's a bow on the season. And you know who I didn't mention this year? Who? Stony Creek. Oh, yeah. They're a team I'm watching carefully because of – because yeah, they lose Emily Eckhart, they lose a Megan Solik, um, but um, but they have Lily DePanny back. That's gonna be a team we're watching, you know. Also, Bloopy Hills and other ones. So basically, the teams I'm watching are are um, a lot, most of the red, all the white, yes. um, and some teams in the blue. I'm keeping an eye on very yeah, yeah. carefully. So we'll see what happens going cool. forward. All right, let's take a break now. Um, we do got some breaking news we cover. We're going to cover that on the next segment here on OA Now.
This is Lake Orion's own, the local voice. Call ONTV and get on air. 248-393-1060. Let your voice be heard. Internet radio for all. Call ONTV and get on air. This is the local voice where you can listen to your favorite classic rock songs as well as podcasts created by ONTV and its volunteers. If you're looking for a high school sports update show, we have OAA Now. If you want to hear about some great movies, we have Movies for Dumb Guys. You can also create your own podcast by taking a course with us. For more information, call 248-393-1060. Welcome back to OA Now here. I'm Sammy Tanner with Ian Locke. Hey. You know our college basketball team's in the Sweet 16. I know, man. Both. Mi- both. Michigan that- State. Michigan State's in the Sweet 16. What did they say the last time that happened was at? 2015. Yeah. Well, not too long ago. What do you th- I know uh, I don't want to get too stray off our high school uh, angle here, but what do you think their chances are of moving on? Both. I think it could be Duke. You think so? Well, yeah. you got to beat. LSU first. Yeah, got to beat LSU first. I think they can beat LSU. And Michigan's got their hands full. What is it? Uh, Texas te- Tech. Texas Tech's looking real. Disappointed. Um, you can ask. You can ask Joey and um Chris. Um, because yeah. I did their podcast last week. Yeah. And um, my Buffalo pick ain't going too well. Oh no! I had them in the Elite Eight. Everybody picked them to do well. I had them in the Elite Eight. Yeah, they were the the feel good story of the tournament. But boy, did they kind of. Yeah. I was there's very... what? Hey. Good defense trumps good offense sometimes, Very disappointed right? in Nate Oates' team, though. Very disappointed. I know Nate Oates, local ties here in the Detroit area, oh, yeah? of course. He coached at, um, I believe it was River Rouge, I believe, or okay. somewhere. Um, so I got to figure that out. Um, we got some breaking news to cover here. Two boys basketball coaching openings are now open, of course, the jobs over at Avondale and Lake Orion. Um Surprising it. Surpri- yep. And then um Abinell, of course, Tim Morton um leaving um to focus on his business over at um where he works at. I don't know where the business he works at, okay. but um he is stepping down from Avondale. Um and um Lake Orion, of course, Jim Manzo retiring from teaching at the oh. end of the school year. So so that's gonna be um so that made news. Um of course you have jobs. I mean, the um, job at Lake Orion was posted a couple weeks ago. Um, the Avondale job, I'm not sure if that's been posted yet, but um, but it has been um, confirmed um, that um, both jobs are now open. So when you look at the um, coaching gigs over at um, Avondale and Lake Orion, yeah. um, let's go with Avondale first before we talk about Lake Orion. Um, the Avondale gig, of course, you know, Avondale had a really interesting year last year. Went 9-13. and 13, um, they did pick up a big upset of West Bloomfield um, in the district round. Um, they do have a couple pieces coming back. Of course, I know. Um, I know. Um, when I look at um, when I look at um, when I look at the um boys situation, how that unfolded. Um, it was shocking that Avondale's coach stepped down. Yeah. Um, well, in Lake Orion as well, with you got uh, two solid years in a row. Yeah, you've had two solid years in a row, and the cupboard's not bare there. No, but you, you can understand. I mean, if you're stepping down from this teaching and you're moving away, you're stepping away, life transitioned into something else, and it does, it does. Um, but when I look at the Avondale yeah, yeah, gig got? first, I think when you look at it, um, they had a kind of a bit of a resurgence this, 
I mean, like in the past, Avondale, um, they've had they've had a good year. I mean, they've mm-hmm. had Tim Hortons led that team back to respectability, um, back to um, and they've they they do got some questions. You know what I mean? They still got to address their their post situation over there at Avondale. Um, they've got some good kids there. I mean, mm-hmm. so now. If you're having an athletic director, I believe it's named, I believe his name is Ken Gust. Okay. Um, uh, you think don't that's quote a de- me on that? Do you think you, that's you got to a- replace your basketball coach? Yeah. And I got to replace your football coach. Yeah. So that's going to be really tough. For you think uh, Avondale's a destination spot? Do you think they can get a veteran in there? Or do you think it's more of a a stepping stone or a uh, the way they're moving forward? You might be looking I at think it. Avondale's a, a destination spot. I really do because. Um, and you got to give uh, Tim Morton's done a really nice job with that program. Um, you know, you look at a team, a coach like Bob Lee's a legendary coach who was an assistant or Gary Frelick at Troy. Um, he took over that team and look where it got Avondale. Um, 18 and two, mm-hmm. 18 and three year. I mean, I mean, Avondale, you got a great athletic director to work with there. Um, you got a great community there. Great kids down there in Auburn Hills. I think that, um, that is, it's it's a destination job. I think if you are a um, upcoming coach, if you're a veteran coach there, I think that's a great job to have. You know, yeah. you got ton of talent in in the middle of Oakland County. You know, you got I seventy five right in the background. I mean, and you got great kids in the Auburn Hills area that can get you can get. And I think that's a great area. I think it, it's a it's a destination. Destination, job. yeah. Um, let's go to the Lake Orion. Yeah. Um. We wanted to bring up this job a lot because, as mentioned, the talent pool is um, the talent pool is um, is not bare. It's not. You got some players coming back there. When you look at players like um Cameron Sutton, you look at um Jack Cummins, Isaiah Harris, Dylan Bogheimer, Drew Van Heck. I mean, those type of players, you know, and you have a JV team that is looking to be that um had a really good year as well. So when you look at Lake Orion. To me, this job is right now. It is a desk. It's not a. It's, it's a destination yeah. job. You know, when you look at this job, especially what Jim Mantle's done with the program, mm-hmm. bringing them back. You know, in his four years. Yeah, it's and the last two were just so thirty and thirteen. Re- yeah, really, really good. And you know, they've had some up and downs with the coaches coming in, doing a pretty good job, and then leaving or they fall apart. You know, just a lot of. Seems like there's some. Other factors in there that uh, affected the team, but it seemed like they got them all straightened out. And on the you know ads supporting, you know they're every the athletic department's behind them. They're doing great. The community uh, this community support for the dragons is high because uh, how well they've been doing, and the, the student body's behind them, right? And uh, it's just it's like you said, it'd be interesting to see who if they're going to stay in in the. Uh, I'm going to put you on a spot right now. Really I'm going to go put out. you on a spot right now. If you're Lake Orion Athletic Director Chris Bell, yeah, knowing that when you went, when you go in house, you have been very successful. Yes. When you look at, of course, John Blackstock with football, mm-hmm. Bob Bridges with girls basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at, of course, your outside hires, you know, of course, Mike Griffin a couple of years ago pans out here. Um, that really didn't work out. Yeah. If you go outside the box, it could be a little risky. You think so? I think it could be a little risky because if you go in-house, I think it could be 
a solution. Well, we've, we've seen other schools do that, too. I mean, we're looking at uh, Harrison and where that crew ended up, right? Yeah, John Hurston. Right, they, they distributed him throughout the district, and that worked out great. Yeah, right? that ended up working out really good. Now Hurston's at North Farns in football. I, and I'm excited to see what happens over the next couple of years with that group, mm-hmm. right? So you see having current employees or people in the school system already, it's an added benefit. One, you have You're a, in the building. Well, you're in the building. You know the kids. Uh, you have a vested interest to do well or at least be focused on what's happening here. You don't have outside distractions, right? You don't say, well, I got a, you know, a fishing business to deal with. I'm leaving. I go, a lot of the, the teachers who come into the district or are part of the district in some way always seem to do, I'm not, you know, I don't have any scientific studies in front of me, but it always feels like they're there a bit longer. The roots uh, grow a little deeper, and you can really develop the relationships with the kids and the families and the community to get something successful going. But Mantle's done a wonderful job with this program. Yes. He did a magnificent job. Well, that's why you announcing that to me this morning is like, whoa. You know, that was, I was. He did a wonderful job with this program. I mean, like, he, I mean, like. I mean, what were they before he showed up? I mean. Well, remember, this was a team. Remember, he's had two stints with this team. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, he brought back, a co- he took over for Tom Reese. And um, Reese had a really rough year. Um, but in Mantle's first year back, I mean, like, yeah, David Gomez, Noah Harris yeah. had, those two had really good years. Yes, they really did. great years. And you look at where Gomez became, he's one of the, be- one of the um, most underrated basketball players in the country. You have Noah Harris, another one. They're both playing college basketball right mm-hmm. now. Um, you have another one in Jamie Lewis who's playing college basketball. Um, and then you have Nate Talbot who's now going to be at Wayne State. So Manzo's developed talent. Yeah. That's not a question. Um, but he's made he's made people better in life, you know what I mean? Make players ready for post-basketball and get them better in life. And mm-hmm. a lot of people respect and a lot of alums Love Coach Jim Mansell for what he has done. Yeah. But now when you look at this team now heading into next year, you're likely in the wreck. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're looking at what coaching, what coach does this program need yeah. right now? And I think there's a ton of questions that this program has. Um, you do have the talent. You have the talent back. Yeah, you do lose Nate Talbot, a guy like Nate Talbot, but you have Dylan Bogner. You have a Drew Van Heck. Mm-hmm. You have a Cameron Sutton. You have a um, Isaiah Harris or a Jack Cummings. I mean, <laughs> those players are going to be instrumental to your season. And you've got to, de- if you're the new coach, you have got to develop the trust in those players. Because yeah. if it's your way or the highway, you ain't going to last long. You really aren't. Yeah, and especially, like, we've talked about it before, coming in, let's say. If you're an outsider. If you're outside, you know, the program, coming in, uh, oh, here's the system I run. It could throw everything out of whack, in a way. Um, you, you'd hope that you'd say, hey, these are the pieces we have. These are the, the uh, strengths. These are the weaknesses. And you formulate your attack, you know, the <laughs> offensive schemes, defensive schemes, based on the talent you have. But when you look at a team like Clarkston, yeah. Um, of course, Dan Feist stepped down, you know, after last year. He, now you bring in Tim Wasilk, who's been a 
loyal loyal to Fife, teachers in the district. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't miss a beat. No. They did not miss a beat. Um, if you hire a man's a disciple, I think this could, you know, then I think you wouldn't need to miss a beat. But if you go, if you hire somebody outside the box, then it could be a little dangerous. Yeah. So that's. Are they going to roll the dice? That's going to be something worth watching is that Lake Orion situation. Cause that is a big time job right now. Well, two thinking about it, if he's stepping down due to retirement, right? He's going to step away uh, mm-hmm. from teaching. Yeah, uh, that would have been known in advance, wouldn't it? Usually, mm-hmm. um, you think? I don't know. So if it's you know maybe known in advance that they they have a line of succession in uh, in in place or a plan, I don't know. And I think that's going to be a decision up to Lake Orion Athletic Director Chris Bell. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think. You know, I think there has to be pressure on Bell, you know what I mean, to get to get this hire right, mm. you know. And I think that, um, you know, it's the same thing with Gust over at Avondale, you know, to get this hire right. I think he got the um, girls basketball hire right over at um, Avondale. But, um, but I think when you look at Lake Orion, you know, you got a big community. You got a lot of kids in this district. Yes. You got, you got. Of course, you're going to be you. You're likely competing with the likes of Clarkston, North Farmington, Oak Park. I mean, West Bloomfield. I mean, I mean, even Adams, maybe Ferndale. I mean, like you. There's some things you got to look at. You know, in a coach, you got to look at. Okay, how is he going to do relationship wise with parents? Mm-hmm. How is he going to do relationship wise with the players? How is he going to do relationship with support staff? I mean. That's the big question that I see here with this hire. I think they go in-house. That's my gut. I'm curious to see what happens. You know, I'm curious to see what happens. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to go in-house. I mean, look at the um, look at John Blackstock, what he's done with the football program. Went in-house. Um, he's led Lake Orion in the playoffs. Yep. Um, and now you look at the girls' basketball. The girls' basketball. Of course, um... You know, he went with Bob Bridges this year, and look where it got him. Bob Bridges had a really nice, um, really nice return back to respectability this year with the girls' basketball program. I expect the girls next year to be better. Yeah. So this is a job where we got to keep an eye on. You know what I mean? Both jobs, Avondale and Lake Orion, in the boys' basketball docket. Now, this is not going to be the end of it because yeah. there could be more coaches stepping down. Yeah, but, yeah. but right now, those are the two jobs right now that are really in play right now are those two and, jobs. Announcing them early gives you a chance to to really see what you have. Yeah. And get some uh, candidates in and really do the review properly so you're not r- rushing at the end of the year. I mean, we saw some coaching changes coming so late in the game last I year. I mean, I mean, August we're talking. I know. Or the end of August. End of August, you know what I mean? Some of those, I go, that is such a disruptive Yeah, and especially when you're problem. trying to do summer league ball, you're yeah. doing everything, and uh, – you know, and then you're gonna you're kind of like right right um behind the game a little bit. And I think it kind of what happened to Bridges over at Lake Orion, you know, with the girls basketball team, of course, he was hired so late mm-hmm. in the game where um it really he couldn't put a summer league Yeah, it can be in, disruptive. It could be very disruptive. So 
Those are the jobs we're keeping an eye on yep. are the gigs over at Lake Orion Avenue for boys basketball. Yep. And any um, others that open up, Sam, you'll have the breaking news. We will news. have the breaking news on those. <laughs> um, we haven't heard anything on the Avondale football nor Pontiac football situations as of yet. We have not heard anything from that as of yet. Um, let's take a break here. Um, let's focus okay. on the um, spring sport preview, spring sport outlook here on Oina. Music, weather, sports, and you. Me? Yes, you. You're listening to The Local Voice. You're listening to The Local Voice, Lake Orion's community internet radio. Welcome back to Oi Now here. I'm Sammy here with Ian here. Hey, hey. Um, of course. Spring um, sports. Got spring sports here to talk about. <laughs> um, we're going to start off a very interesting sport. Um, let's go with girls lacrosse first. Okay. I mean, like. Games um, are underway. Yep. Games are underway. Um, I got a very good um, correspondent, of course. Um, I like Dave Silcox very well. I mean, like he does um, my weekly updates on Birmingham's. Um, on Birmingham's um, girls, lacrosse team, um, lacrosse team fantastic. Yeah. See, that's what we're talking about. Having partners with this show to give us information, share it with everybody, share the successes, tell us about players who are really kicking it out on the field. Let us know what's going on. When I look that's at fantastic. girls lacrosse this year, when I look at the teams there, um, you got to put Birmingham in that conversation. Always. You got to put Bloomfield Hills in Always. that conversation. Yes. Um, now, Lake Orion too sometimes, Lake Orion right? Sometimes Oxford, you got to definitely put them in the conversation yep. now because, um, and you got to put Clarkson in that yep. conversation. Isn't as well. it amazing how the girls' game, lacrosse game, has morphed into this beast that it is now? It is starting to morph into this, isn't beast, it? Yes. It's like there's a lot of quality teams now going at each other. I mean, the OAA has really developed these teams. Um, was it uh nine about ten years ago? Started here with Owen TV, right? Doing games and stuff, getting mm-hmm. to know you and the guys. And uh, I learned lacrosse from the the mom and dad team that started over at Lake Orion High School. Taught me the game because I was re- recording it. I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. And next thing you know, boom! Here we have all these programs and competitive teams on here's the women's the thing, side. Though, here's it's the fun. thing though, in the women's game, love you it. Still got to deal with Rockford. Rockford's well, the team to beat. Yeah, I mean, on the state side, the yeah. The state side, Rockford is, yes. but in the OA side, it's either going to be Birmingham or on Blue Bay Hills. Yeah, anybody on the, the east side has had a hard time breaking through on the state side. Right. You know, uh, against the time. west at state level. Well, particularly when you look at a team like Heartland, of course. Yeah. Heartland's, gonna, Heartland's always been a solid lacrosse team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, OAA, man, they're they're climbing up there. They they're are, climbing. They are nipping at the heels of the big climbing, boys. They're climbing, you know. They're climbing up there, um, getting better each day. But a team, I'm, a team, my dark horse candidate in lacrosse this year in the girls' side is Oxford. Okay. Um, I like how that team's developed. Um, I think Lake Orion's a little bit down this year. Um, very, very young team there, but good feeder program though. Get them, until, get them young. But until you beat Birmingham, yeah. and Bloomfield Hills, that's the league's gonna go through that. And you still got teams in Troy, Troy, Athens who yeah. are. Are going to be good up there as well. Um, you got Clarkston, who's yeah. not bad there as well. So you know, so and but I still think until you beat both Birmingham and uh, Blue Hills, yeah, not changing. Yeah, not changing there. Yep, um, and we'll be out at a couple games. One TV will be out uh, recording some of these lacrosse matches. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I think they record them up at OCT in Oxford. I have to they, check I on that. They do. Uh, if you get a chance, check them out. They're they're a lot of fun. It's different. It's uh, it's more. Um, how do I explain it, Sam? It's it's not as smash you over the head with the stick and checking That's like boys. The, the guys' game is just brutal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The girls is more finesse. It is speed and a lot of skill. You know, um, and if you have two to three uh, players that can really run, if you have speed. Boy, to go end to end, and they play on the uh, football field, right, or the soccer size soccer, the, the soccer field. It's a little bit larger than a, the soccer field, but it's a little larger than the football field, right? It is. So, but they're going end. There's end to end action in the girls' game, and it, it's just amazing that they get these soccer players, their former runners, and stuff like this, sprinters, and that's what makes it exciting because mm-hmm. of the speed. You get some of these uh, teams out there that have just unbelievable athletes on that team running end to end and throwing this little ball around that's the size of a cue ball. And it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. Boys game a little more. Boys games can be is crazy. There's a little more like changing on the fly and stuff moving around and checking. And it's, I think Clarkson's back in lacrosse. You think so? I think they're back. Um, I think they're going to be a team worth watching. Um, Lake Orient's got some questions this year. Um, very they young had a team. good run. Had a good run last year. Blue Bay Hill is going to be very good. I think they're going to be good. Um, yeah. You still got Birmingham United. They're going to be solid. Um, Oxford's a team worth watching. Um, but when I look at the OAA in general, I mean, you got Troy Athens is going to be pretty good as well. But when I look at when I look at lacrosse right now on the boys' side of things, Toby Clarkson. Clarkson's got everybody back. Could be very interesting. Mm. That's the team I'm watching in boys lacrosse. Yeah. Clarkson. Yeah, me too. Not much. Not much comment there. Yep. But uh, it's getting underway. Games are starting. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, get out there and watch those student athletes in action. Um, Cheer girl, on. Girls soccer, I still think the in class is at the Stony Creek, but you got Troy Athens. Worth keeping an eye on along with Troy. Um, Adams, another team with mm-hmm. Washington. Um. Let's go to our favorite sport, <laughs> track and field. Yeah, it's league it's, play starts this week. It's unbelievable. I just think that it's so fast. Let's go with the um. Let's go with with the favorites right. in the division. Um, if let's go with the gold division. Do you think anybody's touching Oak Park in both boys and girls? Even though Oak Park did lose a lot. Um, I keep the same mentality as I do with the uh, Clarkston football. Until they show me otherwise, I'm picking them as the front runner. Uh, the, on the girls' side, they are so good, and I mean they've done it year in and year out. I give Giles a lot of credit for what he's done over there. Heck yeah! I mean there 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 never seems to be a fall off. I mean, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> Same thing with the boys over there. Yeah, I mean they're just they they just have such but quality I also athletes. Give credit, I also give credit to the AU team he's developed in, the, in oh, the, yeah. bringing those Detroit kids to Oak Park. Absolutely. Um, that's been huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, blue, I think when you look at the um, blue, I still think it's going to be um, – watch out for West Bloomfield. I think they could be they could be a team worth watching. Um, when it come, when, with West Bloomfield, it's all about depth. Yeah, it's all about I mean, depth uh, with them. That's the problem. You know, and they, they have the – there's their stars and, you know, the one, two, and three years that it will go out there, and you know what they're going to do. Girls, I'm actually watching – Farmington, especially in the throws of oh. Val Pallet. I mean, okay. like Val Pallet's the real deal. I mean, she can throw. She's already has the 
discus record over at Farmington. Whoa. She's probably going to get the shot put record, but it wouldn't be by the end what of her four-year. She's going to be a sophomore. Whoa. You know? See, that's fun. Young talent she coming runs in doing that. She, she, she throws it off the spin technique, and I'm really impressed with that. Oh, you don't see that often in the She ran it in middle school. She ran the spin <laughs> technique in middle school. You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. She ran Good the for spin her. off. Yeah. And then, the, um, and then when you look at the white, you got Stony Creek, Bloomfield Hills, and the white, you know. Stony Creek, uh, the distance side of things. Again, we always come back on the girls' side, the distance. Yes. Right? Um, the cross-country team, up and coming. Right, feeding that track team on the thirty-two and the milers. I think they get a lot of them. Usually come from um, from Hart. You know what I mean to go to Stony uh, yes. Creek. Yes, yeah, and they 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 always have a solid program at the county level, uh, on the middle school side, right? Yeah, Hart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you still got you got a couple Hart kids, mm-hmm. you got a lot of Hart kids, maybe some Rooter kids that go there. Yeah, um, that's a good call on uh, Stony. That's uh, that's team I'm watching carefully on both sides, boys and girls. Um, Troy's another one I'm watching. Troy, another They're a dark horse. Uh, yeah, they on the girls' side, the uh, distance they they graduated some top talent, right? So forgot to mention on the blue side, Seahome's another one I'm watching. Yes, always feeding, yep. always feeding them. Yep, Seahome's another one I'm watching. Yep. And they've got some young uh, distance runners there that could be multi-event pain in the necks to a lot of uh, oh, te- yeah. teams around the OAA. Oh yeah. And then um, let's go to the red. Um, we talked Lake Orion girls track could be the favorite. So, uh, could yeah. they be favored or could it be Clarkston? Well, it's this is going to be interesting this year because um, two-time OAA red champs coming in, right? Mm-hmm. This They're going for a three-peat. Yep. Uh, two-time regional champs. Yep. Um, fourth in the state, I believe it was. Yep. D1. Yep. Put a lot of runners at state meet last year, and they lost. I think one or two that competed. The rest are back. Mm-hmm. So, but their key, the, the key losses were some people that scored a lot of points for them over the years. Oh yeah, Matt Eaton coming back. Yeah, Melissa Simons coming Simon back. Simon back's a state huge. champ in the three hundred meter hurdles. That was going to be huge. She could be challenging the hundred meter hurdles. That could be challenged. Yep. And uh, so can they repeat? Yeah, that's a good question, Sammy, because um, Clarkston always nipping at – I mean, those two – I mean, it's a rivalry in football. It's a rivalry in basketball. It's a rivalry rivalry in track as well. And what you have is a, a just a loaded distance field again at Clarkston. They won – the question but for them is, is sprints. It is the depth, right? Sprints, but, but is I the have question. yes, the sprints and how are their field events? That's something you'd. Field events are interesting over there. Um, I mean, Lake Orion usually Lake Orion is usually equal or equal, superior. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, the dual meet last year between Lake Orion women went and down it was to like, throws. It, it was, went down to the it went down the field events, and it was one or two points. It was mm-hmm. very very close, and it was a sh- surprise. Um, but this year they got Sophie Nowak for the whole season, and she's been training, and I mean. Lake Orion and Clarkston runners were out at New Balance National Indoor. So mm-hmm. they know each other. There's a lot of good camaraderie between these two teams. Dark Horse to watch is Oxford. Oxford, yes. Okay, so freshman rumor, class. rumor has it they've got a freshman class that they haven't had Went up in, against in years. And we've seen the middle school feed, at least on the women's side, a lot of fast runners and quality and depth. 
And huge numbers participating in track and field up yeah, there at the middle school level. 200, 200 huge. 275, yeah, usually around there. Completely ridiculous. And if they get uh, half of those eighth graders coming in, quality runners coming in, they might be soccer players, you never know. Um, but there's only so many slots on the soccer team at the high school level, right? Right. And, yeah, rumor has it that, uh, so what is uh, Lake Orion and Oxford go ahead? We're going to see Oxford right out of the gate this Wednesday. So that dual meet between Lake Orion and Oxford is going to be interesting, to say the least. And then the boys' side of things, you got to watch Oxford. Do we, do we have a clear favorite? It's not really a clear favorite, but I still, right now, um, you would have to say Oxford with their balance. Now, people say, well, why, aren't, well, why not Lake Orion? You know what I mean? Why not Lake Orion? I mean, like, you know, Lake Orion did lose. They, they lost uh, some talent last year, but they did gain, gain some talent. They did, and and the guys' side, it's what's really carried them is. And the, they took second in, in Eastern. Yes, which is a is a good sign. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how they. I mean, they have two distant studs on the team. Yep. Okay. He and, and Nolan. Um, and Nolan. Right. So you know what you're going to get with them, but you also see Oxford and even Clarkson to some extent. You get there's always a distance. One or two guys are going to go after each other, and these mm-hmm. guys know each other so well. Yes. But like you said, where's how are we in the sprinting? What's the uh, what's the jumps look like? How are your relays looking? Yeah, relays are key. A lot of points in relays. A lot of points. Yep. Um, I'm gonna throw throw out a couple dates for people to keep an eye on there, Sam. I got uh, a little website open here. Um, the Oxford Invitational is one that. Uh, do I have it up here? Try count. Yes, uh, That's Saturday, be fun. April twenty seventh. That'll be interesting. That is a f- amazing event. So you have a lot of OAA competition in there, but you also get teams from all over the state, the country. Yeah, and we've got Chicago teams coming up to go. Like last year, last two years, we had teams from Chicago coming up specifically to go against Oak Park, just to see where they measured up. And what did they find out? The OAA is more than just Oak Park. Yeah, the OAA is more <laughs> than Oak Park. You know, and Lake Orion gave Oak Park a run for their money on the girls' side last year. That kind of surprised them. I think it, they were like, uh-oh. Uh, ultimately, they proved superior at the county meet and all that good stuff. But um, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot going on. and That's one I'm looking at. That's a great Another invitational. Another one I'm looking at is going to be the one at Farmington. Um, I think that's the yes, New Balance uh, Invitational. Yes, New Balance Invitational. Let me, that should be on here. That, that's always interesting because you get a May lot of. May 4th. You get a lot of hype surrounding that. Yes, um, and it's a great format. It's like a regional type format. So you get the flavor of qualifying for states and going to the regionals, that sort of thing. So that's always exciting. And then Oakland County Championships. You want to see something that's completely amazing. Is that yeah? Regionals is the only way you can get to the state meet, right? right? But you want to see speed. Oakland go County. to the Oakland County meet. I think this year's at Clarkston. It is. This year's at Clarkston. I know. So not a lot of travel, but that meet itself is so fast. In some instances, it's faster than the D one state meet. That's a lot. You know, from top to bottom, the quality performance you're getting. I mean, you're seeing D one. Recruit signees just doing amazing things at the end of the season. That says a lot it's, right there. It does. And they're sending runners all over the country to D1 programs from Colorado to Wisconsin, Michigan, you name it. They're sending these runners here in o- Oakland County are all over the place. They are. 
Um, let's yep. go to let's go from track and field. Let's go to baseball, softball here. Yeah, baseball. Baseball. Weather should be good for him to get underway. Good, yes. Weather Last year was good. horrible. Um, the question is going to be: There's really no clear cut OA team mm. favorite in this. There's okay. really no clear cut. Um, you got Lake Orion, Clarkson, Adams, Stony Creek, Rochester, Groves, West Bloomfield. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of. It's hard sport to figure out. Yes, baseball is. it is. Because you could have a clear favorite, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't pan yeah. out. I think it's going to be – I think the OAA is going to be very, very even keel this year. Yep. Even Steven. I yep. really do. There's really no clear cut. There's really Softball no, Softball's the same way, but usually you have your top – No one's touching Clarkson. Three Sorry. or four teams. No one's touching Clarkson. Sorry. <laughs> already I mean, calling it? Yeah, I'm already calling it. No one's touching Clarkson. I mean, that team could be a state championship team this year. That's how good they are. Wow. You know, now Oxford could, maybe Lake Orion, but no one's touching Clarkson. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I think water polo is going on. Yeah, water polo is going on right now. Um, I don't do much coverage. No, that's that. still a club sport, so yeah. that's just kind of getting off the ground. And, you and got then tennis, of course, I think tennis. Tennis and, and then some... you have um, boys golf, I believe. Yes, a little bit of golf action. A little bit of so. golf action. I still think um, it'd be very interesting. I think that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that um, golf issue a couple of years ago. Last <laughs> that year. was last year. That regionals. Was last year regionals. What a night! I, I have. Okay, we got to investigate that to see if they changed any rules. Yeah, we got to look because into that. I'm going to look into that. That was nuts. All right, I'm going to sign off here. I'm going to go look into that investigation. <laughs> yeah. Take care, everybody. See you all next week. See you, Sam. Look into that golfing, Sammy. That was crazy. If you'd like to make your own podcast like OA now, give us a call at 248-393-1060. ON TV now signing up for uh, podcast classes as we speak. Join us now or join us next week. On this episode of OA Now, the thoughts and views on this show are Sammy's and his alone. See ya!